All this time, I thought I was getting all jacked up on caffeine by drinking the dark roast, and that's not what it was. It's not just about the caffeine. It's about what punches you in the back of the throat. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, maybe you need a timeout. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook Live show. You know, it's exciting. They've decided to take that Facebook Live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, that's a good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You're an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to his own. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right, looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. I'm going to get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sad good? It was a long night with a fire last night with some beers and cigars, and I'm coming in a little a little sloppy. So, Oh, I know. I, I got the text messages. We'll I know. see how this goes. <laughs> were, you drunk, were you drunk dialing Rory last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, need, I need a ride. Never mind. I'm on my deck. It's fine. Awesome. We're going we're gonna to save that text message for a different time. Right. <laughs> Use that as leverage. <laughs> you guys all said you're coming over. I waited up for two more hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Luke and Rory Facebook Live podcast, uh, whatever you want to call it. We don't have a name for it, but we just throw a whole bunch of crap together against the yeah. wall. And that's the name of the show. That guy over there is Luke Weaver. I'm Rory Pitts. And the guy in the middle is actually the reason why we are here this morning. He's oh, the boy. man. He's the myth. He's the legend. He's a freaking Yankee fan. He's a Giants fan. Nonetheless, we still love him. The one that we Ricky G. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. I, I, I was doing better until you mentioned the Yankees and the Giants. Yeah. That's still a sore spot, you know. But <laughs> seeing, seeing as we're down here in Florida, I'm thinking about becoming a, uh, a, a Tampa Bay Patriot fan. <laughs> is it is it true or is it fake news that Gronk's down there? No, oh, it's true. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Tampa, man. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? They're gonna win the next six Super Bowls. I think he's gonna die. Have you seen that guy? He weighs like 185 pounds right now. He's like Ooh. roughly. He's, he's like, like roughly in the welterweight for WWE. You talking Gronk? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's in his. Pr- He's in his past football prime shape. He was he was up all night last night uh, drinking and smoking with Luke. Mm. <laughs> that was him. I just couldn't figure out who was sitting across the fire for me. Oh, it was either it was either a moose or Gronk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Might have been both. Uh, I'm just going to warn you guys right now before we go any further that we got George S. Wanaka on the show, <laughs> ready to roar. <laughs> So drink your gin and tonica. We got George S. Monica. And uh, the uh, the president of the Kitsap County chapter of the uh, Luke and Roy fan club, Renee Shepard. Good morning, my dear. Uh, good morning, Renee. 
Uh, George, George says, talk about we, crap in the middle. Wow, George. We, wow. <laughs> fired. We try to convince everyone we have a fan club, but yeah. Did Rick get his hair cut down by Floby? <laughs> no, I did that myself, George. <laughs> oh, man. Well, just, no, you're, you're just showing your age because you know what a Floby is. That's a good point. That is a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else watching the show is like, the hell's a Floby? They're Googling it right now. <laughs> decisions, decisions. You guys are Jay Inslee on The View. Oh, that's not a decision, Paul. Come on now. Come on. Wait. Wait, Jay Inslee's on The View? Okay, guys, I'm going to leave the show. i got to go see this. Right of course he is. Of course he's on The View. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, oh, my gosh. Well, Rick, how's life down there in Florida? We we tell everybody every two days what it's like up here in Washington and, and the, uh, the governor we have here who won't make a decision on anything. Uh, what's it like down there? Uh, well, you know, it's, I'm glad you asked because right before the show, I was uh, on a Zoom call watching our, our local county. Uh, their commission is is doing the broadcast in their meeting via Zoom, which is nice. Um, but uh, my county and the, the two counties on either side of me are slowly opening the beaches. Um, so that's going to be... How is that? Apparently... Uh... It's over here somewhere. <laughs> what is that? Did you give Maverick the morning off? What's going on, Luke? My kid's got like a toy going off. In his <laughs> he got you, man. He got you. He's like, I'm going to set this under the desk. <laughs> Golly. Oh, awesome. This is, um, here. What's going on? This, is what, this is what live is all about right here. Yeah. Um, but, Somebody, uh, somebody's fired. I can tell you that right now. Somebody's getting fired today. No, right. well, Luke, you can't quit. <laughs> He's going to the principal's office today. Um, but yeah, so they're talking about opening the beaches um, and, and trying to reopen everything. But, you know, I don't know. I know Jacksonville opened... Uh, was it earlier this week or last week they opened? And so now, of course, as soon as one place opens the beach in Florida, everyone's like, we got to open our beaches. Um, so Bay County, which is like where Panama City Beach is, you know, Girls Gone Wild and all that kind of stuff. Um, well, that's where that's where that whole thing started, you know. And then I love too that you say once Florida opens our beaches, everyone else is like we got to open our beaches, which really historically, following what Florida does, is not the best move. It's usually like, <laughs> sit back and watch what Florida does, and then adjust accordingly. Well, yeah, I mean, do you you guys should set a Google like a Google alert for like just some of the the weird freaking news headlines that come out of Florida. I mean, <laughs> they're they're very entertaining. Uh, so, I saw somebody post that. They said. I've got an idea for the next Netflix show after Tiger King, Florida Man. Florida Man, yeah. <laughs> that's how they all start. Like all the weird shit you hear in the headlines. It's always Florida Man found with, and you're like, oh my god, you're like Florida again. Uh, you know. It actually, uh, funny you mention that before you keep going. And this is how the show works. But uh, <laughs> it uh, works. Yeah. I remember a couple years ago. So uh, was it back in 2013? My wife and I went to Australia for a month. And um, we spent some time up north on the northeastern side of Australia, and there's the Daintree Rainforest there. 
And um, the the Daintree Rainforest is the oldest um, rainforest. Oh, I'm having a guess. I think my daughter's coming in to bring me food. Um, and uh, what is that? There's a bird in um, um, in Australia that, and I'm trying to remember the the name of it right now. But um, it uh, oh, here we go. It's a cassowary. So. There's only like 300 of them left in the world and they're crazy looking. They're called cassowaries. So I get back. We, we saw a couple of them in the Daintree Rainforest. They're amazing. And um, we get back and they're huge, right? They're like bigger than an ostrich and they have this huge like prehistoric like talon that they'll just like gut you with. Yeah. Kid you not. Kid you not. A couple of years ago, I flip on the news and they're like, man killed by cassowary in backyard in Florida. And I'm like, freaking Florida. <laughs> Why does a man have a cassowary in Florida? Probably because the the tiger guy had like a shit ton of them in his backyard with all of his other tigers and illegal animals that he had. I haven't even watched that show on on principle alone. I will not watch that show. No, uh, well, yeah, not doing it. I may be the only person in Florida that hasn't watched it, but I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> all right, carry on. Carry on. Sorry, we're off track. Yeah. So, um, two things that are really hurt in my market here in the Panhandle is. The military stop move order. Oh yeah, hailing us because we're such. I mean, we've got Pensacola Naval Air Station, we got Eglin Air Force Base, Herbert Field, Seventh Group, we got Navy EOD. I mean, we got so much military here, and all that shit is on lockdown. Yeah. Um, and then with short-term rentals and the beaches being closed, we're we're a vacation town. We're a big investment market where people buy their their summer homes and condos, and all that stuff is locked down. So. You know, at the beginning of this, like in February, late February, even into March, everyone was busy. I mean, it was like closings. Everyone was like jumping. It was nuts. And then uh, recently we've seen, we were just talking about today, I had a board of directors meeting. This is not official business disclaimer, but the, uh, the pendings have dropped in our market. So still lots of closings from January and February, but now the, the pendings have dropped. So market is... Next 60 days are going to be rough, I think. Yeah. You know, we got the market for us. Um, soon as the it was like soon as the governor, like everyone was waiting. And then the governor went on TV the other night and essentially said he didn't know what to do or, or what was going on. And then yesterday, our phone started ringing off the hook like, well, we don't got time to wait for this guy anymore. Let's just start making. Let's just carry on with life. Yeah. Like, Great, thanks, governor. Appreciate you spurring our business up a little bit. So, yeah, not not like that for us. You know, um, I think. If if they reopen short-term rentals and open the beaches, you know, but they would have to basically flip the switch on for everything, restaurants, resorts, you know, beaches, all that's got to get turned back on before we can even start getting back to normal. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, would you see them, would they be able to gradually ramp things back up or, or do you think it has to be? They just got to go. They just got to rip the Band-Aid off. Um. You know, the, the sheriff was talking this morning at the city council or the, the county uh, meeting. And he's like, you know, look, if you if they turn back rentals, if rentals get turned back on and the beaches are open, he said within five minutes, he's he will be like the little boy in the dike, you know, the little Dutch boy. I mean, he, he'll be overwhelmed in, in five minutes because we're a huge drive market. Like everyone that comes here, they drive down from Tennessee. Uh, they come from Georgia and Texas and Alabama and. Yeah, you know, so it's a big drive market because we don't have a big airport near us. So everyone just floods down their cars. 
So it's not like we could limit the flights to come in to kind of, you know, maybe open the tab a little bit. It's just everyone would get in the car and come down because everyone in Tennessee and Texas and everywhere else, they're locked up. So as right. soon as we open, they can be like, fuck it, I'm going to Florida and, <laughs> and we're going to get crushed. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, it's going to be it's, it's going to be difficult. You know, the neighboring counties are opening the beaches like for weird hours, like two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening. What the hell is that going to do? Like. I don't Dawn understand patrol, that at all. Patrol, it's just for the surfers, man. Dawn patrol and dusk patrol. Yeah. No surfing out here. We're in the we're in the the um the Gulf. There's no waves out here. You can't surf. No in the waves. Gulf. Yeah, no waves in the Gulf. Not that I'm a surfer, but I tried. I, you know, funny. So I tried surfing one time when I lived in uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. I need a really really big board because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm slender like Rory, so I need a big board to float my big ass. It surfing is not my sport. Not my sport. Oh, I need like a barge. A barge. <laughs> it's a guy standing in the middle of a barge. What's a barge doing out there? No, it's Ricky. He's surfing. <laughs> he's, he's waiting on the next set. <laughs> uh, we got Adam joining us this morning. Good morning, Adam. Andrea. Good morning. Good morning. Well, here we got lakes, and so. I haven't, yeah. I've never surfed myself. I've tried water skiing, and uh, my only experience of water skiing is – Do you have video of that? Oh, man. No, this, this is back in, like, the mid-'90s, and I got more lake inside of me than I actually went on top of. And uh, that was my only experience of uh, water skiing. I just and knowing Rory and how he could flip a switch on being the pissed off and irritated of the world, I could see him just like punching the water, like screw you guys. I'm <laughs> I didn't want to do this anyway. <laughs> do you guys do you guys know there's a realtor in Texas, uh Gino Montalvo, I think he is. Do you guys know who he is? He does a lot of videos and on social a lot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, oh. so you mentioned Australia earlier and we talked about surfing. He, he had a video years ago. I guess he went to Australia on vacation and he was out in the, in the, the water on a board. He had his GoPro on the board trying to get some cool video footage. Yeah. I guess he got too far out and couldn't get back in. So they were recording like a Baywatch TV show, you yes. know, like a documentary and they had to go out and save him. And so they send, yeah. they send the new kid to go save him. Well, he's a big guy. He's 250 pounds. I mean, he's a big dude. And <laughs> It was so funny <laughs> trying to get his big ass back into the shore with his little surfer. It was hilarious. Yeah. It's, on, it's on YouTube. You should you should try oh, to find yeah, it and watch it. That's great. Well, hey, I've uh, I've got my Las Vegas. Uh, where? Let's go right there. I got my Las Vegas coffee cup this morning because you know what's not happening in Las Vegas today? The NFL draft. <laughs> All virtual. I was just this morning, and what they what the NFL has done, as we all know, it's all not Zoom meeting, but it's all done, it's all being done remotely. And what the NFL has done is they sent out these these uh, packages to the top prospects that they think are going to be drafted in the first or second round, and they sent them like two phones, some light some light stands, and a couple of different things, and they they all tested it on Tuesday to make sure that everybody's got everything set up correctly, so when they go live tonight. They'll be able to go to the family, and there's one camera on just the player, and then there's another camera that shows the the entire living room or wherever they're at. And um, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy to think that the draft is going on 
We got a uh, sports radio guy up here in Seattle, Softy, Dave Softy Mahler, and he posted on Twitter last night. He said, you remember when everybody thought about postponing the draft? Thank goodness they're not postponing it. We go live tomorrow. And I thought, you know what? We kind of need that tonight with no sports, with no movies out in the movie theater, with everybody being stuck at home, watching Tiger King for the millionth time. I'm not mad at the movie theater thing. Like I've been kind of digging watching the new movies for 20 bucks at home. I'm okay with that. I'm a little pissed off about Top Gun because I think that needs to be watched in the theater. Don't get me started, bro. Yeah, but, uh, get- but all the other ones, like we've been enjoying watching all the Disney stuff at home. That saved us a boatload of money because it's like a hundred and something bucks every time we take the family to the movie. Oh yeah, man! Remember I when guess- you used to be able to like take, in like, high school? You used to be able to take a date to the movie, and it was like twenty bucks tops, like popcorn out the door, like right. And now yeah. it's like you know, girls, you know, these poor high schoolers, man, dude, trying to ask a chick out. Hey, you want to go to? A- yeah, let's go to a movie. Oh, you know what? <laughs> we go putt putt like good lord man. Right? every time i go to the movie theater i'm like i feel like i gotta take out another mortgage or something i'm like dude this isn't in my investment portfolio this is no. gonna work yeah the andrea's on my my page like she says she's not watching tiger king either no for the record well, there's two uh, people in washington who haven't seen it i haven't seen it either yeah i'm with you ricky i'm just like eh. we, should, we should start a support group for everyone that doesn't watch tiger king here's the thing i was fully on the page of i'm not gonna watch it and then one night I said, you know what I want to do? I want to watch just the first 15 minutes to see what everyone's doing. Right Dude, that was it. That was it. I, I came out like two weeks later with a mullet and a beard. Like I just, it was, yeah. Luke, Luke said, I'm just going to try it. Just, just a tip. Just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, it was all downhill after that, dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> Lord of mercy. Right, well, Paul says it's going to be the greatest sporting event of the year so far. I'm interested to see how they're going to pull it off tonight. It's going to be a hot mess. I'm... It's going to be the first sporting event of the year, isn't it? Has it been any other sports so far? Well, this year? And did you hear? <laughs> and there's the uh, the other half of the Ansich twins. Pamela is here. Um, let me tell you what. Uh, they just said this morning, the, uh, the president of the university of Arizona just said he does not see football happening in the fall. So, um, he says he doesn't see it. If he says best case scenario, college football is a spring sport next year. That's the way he looks at it. So, okay. So let's talk about that because someone, I I heard someone talking about how they were going to start baseball because I don't really give too much care about the NFL baseball guy. But they were like, well, we're going to play the games, but it will probably just be to an empty stadium. We'll broadcast it to TV. What what player wants to play in an empty stadium? I just can't imagine that going over very well. Right. I, I mean, I, I know they want to get a paycheck, and I'm sure they want to get out there and play, but you can't, can't tell me it's going to be the same uh, in an empty stadium as it would in a packed stadium. No. I think there'd be a lot of. Uh, I think they would fight it at first, but when they realize that they either do it or they don't get paid, they would do it. Um, but there'd be a lot of complaining. Well, you know, my batting average is down because I can't feed off the crowd or whatever. Like yeah. I mean, they would use it as a as a crutch, and and maybe rightfully so. I mean, right. I, I I can remember even playing, you know, like high school sports and all that. Like how much you feed off, you know, your energy. own fans and you know that energy and getting fired up and. It's got to be difficult in any sport to walk into an empty venue. And just, well, yeah. You yeah. know, the whole thing is, is that you're going to look at stats from the coronavirus season. You're not going to look at them the same. I mean, you win the championship of the coronavirus. Absolutely. 
who cares? I it just it's yeah. a it's a tough thing where I mean the fact that we haven't had baseball and and uh, we're coming up almost on a month now no baseball. It's crazy. They're they're talking slowly talking about maybe doing something in June, but again it's like. You, you don't get the full season to try and get the home run record. You don't get the full season to be dominant. Sure. And you're going to have the asterisks uh, on, on your record if you win so, the championship. So two yeah. things. Matt makes a funny comment. He says, in an empty stadium, everyone will be able to hear the Astros garbage cans. That's part of it. Well done, Matt. Well done. And then uh, this goes back. Paul says something that we talked about a couple weeks ago. He says, what's the revenue structure for empty structure or uh, empty structure sports, pure TV rights? And remember, I said, if they go to empty stadiums, <clears throat> I bet you anything, NFL, MLB, whoever, NBA, Starts charging per view on all game. Like you have to buy a package. It won't be just live on TV on you know Fox Sports on Sunday morning anymore. It's going to be you got to buy a package. It's when you get a jailbroken fire stick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. So anyway, yeah, it'll be. Uh, it'll be interesting. I, I've been thinking about that for a while now because you know with baseball being shut down and. Um, it's, uh, and then now they're talking about football. I, I mean, I've been thinking about it for the last few weeks. I'm like, how do you even have football in the fall? I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you do it. I mean, I mean, what's, what's the point with the NFL anyways? I mean, Tampa's going to beat everybody. Yeah. <laughs> once that, once the, the Tampa Bay Patriots take the field, it's over. <laughs> you think so? Oh come on, man! They're gonna they're gonna just dominate. I don't know, man. I just I know everyone keeps going with that, but I like I I'm reminded that like I'm trying to remind people that like did you guys see Tom Brady the last two or three games of last season? Like it looked like Tom was gonna fall off. Isn't Edelman coming back too? I don't even know. Edelman's <laughs> a some college co-ed somewhere in Florida, probably. But uh, <laughs> analyst on uh, football today that used to play for the yeah. uh, he's coming back too, right? The old uh, the old linebacker. <laughs> Who, oh, dude, Brewski? Yes, yes. He's coming back for a third stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Skinny Gronk and Brady. <laughs> I think people forget that, like, two things. One, Gronk's last year, he looked like he didn't want to be anywhere near a football field. He was just dragging himself through the motions. Like, he would get – I can remember early in Gronk's career, he would get hit and jump up and yell in somebody's face. And then they were showing highlights of him from his last couple games yesterday in ESPN. And you could just see it. He would just get hit, and the camera would be right in his face. And you could just mother – like, he just was not happy about it anymore. It, and I wonder how long it takes for, for him to be done with it again. And, guys, I know that TB12 – is what we call the goat because he has six, you know, whatever, more championships than anybody else. But the man is registered for AARP. I mean, he's starting to get those things trickling in the mail. No, and not, dude. Hey, bro. I'm offended by that statement. Right? <laughs> you resemble that statement. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I don't think his arm is where it was, and it goes quick. It took one year. It took one year from Peyton Manning to be able to huck the ball 60 yards to being able to flow whack to the pilot. Yeah, I mean, it would, I mean, don't don't think I'm really in favor of this because I'm a big – you guys know me, Yankees fan. I'm a huge Derek Jeter fan. And yeah. I like it when you have someone like Brady or, or Jeter. I like it when they finish their career, you know, at the same place. I hate when I see people like a Peyton 
you know, or, you know, uh, well, Mon didn't Montana, like, I mean, you get, you, when you get people move around yeah. for the last year or two, just trying to squeak out a little bit right. more, I just like, no, dude, like the time's yeah. up, you know, finish the right way. You know, I mean, not everyone can retire the way uh, Elway did, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. that's, that's kind of going out in a blaze of glory, but not everyone can do that. Sometimes you just got to hang it up. I, I, I'm not, not a fan of people leaving to extend a career. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't bring a Eli Manning to, you know, to poke at you or anything, but I mean, Eli Manning is probably one of those players that probably should have retired the year before. Um, because the, the way that the giant, and this is just the outsider. He probably should have retired after the last Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> That's a good point. I just, I don't like the way that the giants treated him. I don't like the way the coach treated him. I just thought that was kind of, was very low class just from, well, you know, an outsider's perspective. Yeah, well, I mean, on it, I mean, between me and you, I mean, they never should have gotten rid of uh, the coach. I mean, when they started sacrificing people to to mm -hmm. make up for the other shortcomings, you know, that was that was horseshit. Yeah. But but yeah, no, it's you know. Now you I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it all shakes out when it finally does shake out. To be honest, with uh, Tampa Bay and now they're in the NFC, which you know the Seahawks are in the NFC. So being a big Hawks fan, we're going to have all that. Um, good morning, Irina. Uh, thanks for well, joining. You guys, know, you guys know John Clayton, obviously, right? Yeah, the professor. So I heard, so I heard him talking yesterday, and he said, which kind of caused all the radio hosts to just go silent for a second. He said Gronk didn't retire from the NFL. Gronk retired from Bill Belichick. Oh. And it's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Because yeah. I've I've heard it's a it's a meat grinder to be in new England. I mean, you're going to win champ possibly win championships, but at what cost? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of heard the same thing was, uh, when the news first broke, someone said on there, one guy said, it might've been Darren Clark. He said, he kind of wonders if this wasn't the plan all along. Ah, like Gronk was essentially telling TV like, Hey, I'm done after this year. And, and essentially it was kind of like Brady's like, let me get through the last year of my contract. You rest up and then we'll go from there. And it, you know, it might have been kind of part of the plan. I think that's a reach because yeah. nothing is guaranteed. <laughs> um, but I kind of wonder if there wasn't part of Gronk that thought, I'm going to step away from here and then see how I feel and see if I can't force a trade and go somewhere else. Um, right. But, <clears throat> you know, who knows? Who knows? I'm just, Gronk has to defend his WWE belt, right, Paul? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> His cruiserweight belt, his welterweight. Yeah. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, uh, good morning, Mary. <laughs> Mary is our uh, is our resident sports hater, so she jumps on to say hi and then she leaves us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh Lord. So yeah, it's um it'll be interesting, man. I, I just hope football season goes on. I hope obviously college basketball season is kind of where I, uh, I mean, it's the NFL and college basketball is where I hang my hat mostly. So I'm already thinking like, dear God, if college, if they put football off and then that bleeds into college basketball season, that might be it for the big guy out here in Graham. That could be it. And I might lock up Weaver with orders out here and start my own cult. I don't even know. So I'm sure that's what, what you need up in that part of the country is more cults. Just oh. like Uncle Randy, just like Uncle Randy. <laughs> Randy Weaver. Look up Randy Weaver if you don't know who I'm talking about. <clears throat> well, Luke, you may have to uh you may have to keep me sane because you know how much I love the fall, which includes football. And yeah. if, uh, if 
a lot of things get put off or canceled in the fall. I may have to join Mr. Randy Weaver and just start going guns a blazing. <laughs> Bring me back my fall. Rory in the fall. Rory walks out of a coffee shop like Lloyd Christmas in the fall. He's like, it's fall outside, guys. Like high fiving everybody. I'm like, dude, knock it off. You're embarrassing your family. <laughs> well, I do that beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got here? Uh, fall wouldn't be the same without Utah football. Like, no going to Husky Stadium. I've been there. I'm here to tell you, Pam, I don't think you're going to a Husky Stadium for the 38th year in a row. I don't think it's happening. Whether they have the football season or not, I don't think you're going to be in the stadium. <laughs> I really don't. So, um, we'll see what happens. Hey, you know what I'm interested in with Florida down there, Ricky G? Uh, we're having some serious um, – pushback from uh, not only citizens in Washington, but law enforcement against our governor's proclamation. We now have multiple county sheriff, uh, sheriffs that have said, we're not enforcing the stay-at-home order anymore. It's time to get over it. Um, and uh, are you seeing that in Florida? Are you seeing <clears throat> anybody get wild? No, you know, one of the things that that, that I'm kind of happy about where I am in Florida in my county is, you know, our sheriff is is kind of a, a no BS kind of guy. He just he holds lives all the time to tell us what's going on. And yeah. at the beginning of this, he put out just a heartfelt request to everyone just to be a grown ass person and do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So we don't have checkpoints and they're not stopping people. They're not arresting people. Right. He, he's out there just trying to take care of the community. And we've we've actually done really, really well. We haven't had any incidents. No one's going nuts. No one's you know, pushing the boundaries. Everyone's kind of doing what they're supposed to do. And, um, and our numbers are way down. So that's where we're kind of getting a little bit of pushback is because it's one of those things where the preventative has gone so well that the numbers are so low that people are like, well, this is no big deal. We should just go back to work. Yeah. Um, that's the only time it gets a little sticky, but no, no and here I was imagining that we were going to lose Florida and all this, and you guys are doing that good. So well, now remember too, I'm I'm really lower Alabama. Like we're not like that yeah, other true. part, that part that hangs off, like the the big the big phallic symbol of the the country. <laughs> that, that part of Florida <laughs> may be lost. Yeah, we, we might we might just <laughs> we, 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 the U.S. might become a eunuch, you know. I mean, that that might go away. But down here in, in the in the Panhandle, we're good. We behave ourselves. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I uh, we're getting pushback up here, and it's getting. It's funny because everyone a couple days ago, the Franklin County Sheriff, and if you look at Washington State, we're really two states wrapped up into one. You have the eastern side of our state, the eastern side of the uh, Cascade Mountain Range, and it's a very conservative um population over there and then the western side of the state the west side of the cascade mountain range is a very uh liberal democrat side um and so there's always back and forth between the two sides and um it's you know you go to the eastern side we've talked about this before on the show and there's a lot of pe you know people who want to break off and start their own state or become part of idaho or whatever the case is and um so franklin county is on that side is more of that side and their sheriff that they came out and was like yeah we're done we're done i'm not enforcing this this is ridiculous and i'm like oh here we go eastern washington it's about to go we're about to draw battle lines blues and the red coats here and then um and then all of a sudden 
Andrea's on here right now. Andrea, she's up in Everett. All of a sudden, the Snohomish County Sheriff yesterday came out, and he is, and it's that that's a liberal part, more a liberal part, and they're the second highest affected county in our state. And he came out yesterday and literally said, not just said, I'm done with this. He literally said, the governor has no vision. I'm done. Like, we're we're not enforcing this anymore. I'm like, oh boy, now wait a minute. I don't even know what to do when when one side of the state is agreeing with the other side. I don't even know what's going on now. And so it's <laughs> getting crazy man it's getting a little bit weird well we got we got plenty of real estate down here if you guys want to relocate i can find you a spot bro threaten me with a good time bro. we're we're still, we're still working over here yeah threaten well, me ricky you know our buddy uh will friedner from montana, montana right yeah i gave him a call <laughs> yesterday, uh inquiring about some different things and we talked about how montana has been responding to it and uh He's like, it's kind of like the same thing you're explaining there in Florida. Basically, the governor and everybody has been acting like, hey, just be grownups about this. And the sooner, the sooner we get through this, the better. Just don't be don't be a dumbass and just, yeah. you know, follow the rules and we'll be done. And he said he said in his county, they've had three people hospitalized yeah. for COVID-19. We and don't he's have- like, yeah, we're probably going to open up next week. Yeah, we don't have anybody that's critical that's on a ventilator or anything like that. We've got some that are in the hospital. We got a lot that have recovered, but we don't have anybody that's gotten to the point where they've gone on a ventilator. Wow. Not a that's single a- one. You know, yeah. but that's, our, that's the same go- thing. I mean, even if they open up everything, I mean, if, if if they open up the beaches, you can go to the beach, but if you don't want to go, you don't have to. It's not like a Florida <laughs> mandate that because you live here, you got to go to the freaking beach or you got to go to the club or you got to go to the restaurant. I mean, it, for the people that are worried about it, then stay home, put your mask on, do what you got to do. I mean, like you said, Rory, if everyone takes a little bit of, of responsibility for themselves, make the best decision for you. If you're 25 and you don't yeah. care, if you think you're Superman, then go. But that's, you know. kind, of, that's kind of where I'm at. I think it, it's so funny because all this is starting to break out up here in Washington. And I'm like the guy in the middle that's like had a few drinks, but she's like, hey, man, everyone just be cool. Everyone be cool. <laughs> hey, dude, just put, hey, hey, put the gun down, man. Everyone be cool. Like. And it's uh, I'm just it's some of the dumb stuff like uh, we're the only state in the union that has banned fishing. And I'm like, dude, obviously. Right. right exactly. Look at that. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. how we feel, Rick. <laughs> because yeah. because fishing is usually a team sport, right? I right. Mean... Yeah. right. <laughs> obviously, James has <laughs> never gone fishing before because never in my life have I been on the river and seen other guys and been like, hey, guys, and started walking up to him. I'm like. <laughs> come around the bend in waiters and i'm like let's get the hell out of here like we're done we're done there's other people on this river like that I mean, makes no sense like oh, down sure. down here people are fishing and hunting and yeah. you can still go to the boat ramp put your boat in if you want to go out in the boat and go cruise around the boat during the day i mean you can still do everything that life really hasn't changed that much except for going out to eat going to the movie theater yeah. and being way too many freaking tourists on the road which i'm kind of okay with that part I just I dig the uh, I dig the whole like uh, like you said what you guys got going on is like just make the best decision for you. So Sweden, I don't know if you guys saw this. This came out yesterday. Sweden has done this. Sweden went with the aspect of like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take care of all the elderly and the people who have um, immune deficiency order, you know, or underlying health conditions, and the rest of you do it as best for you. Like, and and they've done that, and they actually have flattened it and stemmed the tide and um and they're doing well um now 
don't get me wrong. They lost, a, you know, there was like, there's been like 2000 deaths or something like that in Sweden, but, mm-hmm. um, and it's a smaller, you know, much smaller population, but overall their economy is still doing well. People are okay. They're happy. They're thriving and people are making decisions. What's best for them, you know? And, yeah. and that's like, I, I keep thinking about it. I'm like, like my dad is 68 years old. He lives in California. He has COPD. And, you know, he's under lock and key. That dude won't step out and wave at the mailman. And I'm like, you know, and good, like stay in there. Um, and, uh, but for me, right, for you, for Rory or whatever, like if I got to go do my thing, I, you know, I want to go be able to, you know, I got to do what I got to do. So um, I just kind of feel like it's time to, in our state to say, okay, we're going to responsibly start opening businesses back up. We're going to take care of the people who need to be taken care of but we're going to responsibly open things back up and allow people to make uh, decisions based on their own, you know, what they want to do. So, yeah. Roy, did you see that post that Bob shared this morning from his friend? I have not. Go, go to Bob's page. Um, there is a, a post by a friend of his, uh, Leslie Hollenbeck, that I think is probably one of the best written um, posts or, or articles about this COVID thing I've seen in a while. And she says the same thing, like, you know, look, this this social distancing and shutting everything down was not meant to cure the disease. You know, I mean, it's, it was just meant to flatten it so that we could prepare the medical and, and the, the infrastructure so that when the shit does hit the fan, we're not unprepared. Right. So now now that we've been able to bolster some stuff, we got some extra supplies, we got the test, we got the, the mask, we got all this stuff going. Now you got to use a little bit of common sense, you know, open up the, the businesses. But again, if you are afraid of it, then stay home. If you're yep. willing to go back. I mean, I, when I go to Publix, they've got arrows, you know, taped on the floor. So Publix is now a one way system. So there's right. no, no crossing, you know, they, they've got, it, but yeah, they don't, but they're trying, you know, <laughs> they've got, the, they've got the big plexi shields in front of all the cashiers, you know, yep. so that you can't sneeze on them. They're wiping, yeah. wiping, they're wiping everything down frantically. Um, yeah. And I'm like, there's more people in Publix. Like if I was going to get sick, I would have already gotten sick from Publix. I mean, there's there's people mm-hmm. in there constantly. It's like the epicenter of everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't happened. And so I just sure. think that like, you know, if you're willing to go out and be safe and wash your hands and, and do the, the right thing, then make that decision for yourself. But, you know, we've, we've, we've done what we could do to help flatten and slow everything down and, and get the preventative thing done. Now it's time to, you know, make your, make a decision for you. And first, yeah. Cause there's some dumb stuff like Preston's on here right now. Our buddy Preston is, um, is a plumber and uh, very successful at what he does. And he says, um, he says he just left a new construction afraid that he'd be turned in and he kind of like laughed, but it makes me think about all the construction that's shut down around here. You know, we got Jake Schley, um, our good buddy, Jake, who, um, he's a carpenter and he's shut down on these construction things. And I'm like, of all the things to shut down is some of these guys who are construction, they're not like holding hands and working. You know what I'm saying? They got like, they're off doing their own thing, usually in open air and yep. you know, put some masks on them and let them get to work at this. Yeah. Point. Well, like, like my neighbor, he's a, he's a, a mechanic in the, in the military. And so, you know, the aircraft have got to be maintained and things have got to be done. Right. But what they're what they're doing is they're they're taking the essential people and they're putting them together in pods. So he works with two other people, and those three people work together all the time. Nobody else. So they will go and service an aircraft. So if, if if they get sick, it's just those three people. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, there are things you can do to, to, you know, insulate yourselves. Just you know, and that's part of the frustration that we're seeing up here is <clears throat> we've got the governor who has deemed different things essential. And so part of the frustration is, is that you've got construction workers are not deemed essential unless it's a government contract, then it's deemed essential. You've got hot shops that are opened up while other things are not. And so then the next question is, well, why are pot shops opened up right now? Because they can collect taxes. Exactly. And that's the frustrating part where I, this idea, even a pod system, to me, that makes more sense. And and Luke, I sent you that article that Ricky was talking about or that post. It's it's good. I just I just kind of skimmed through it real quick. It's really good. It's the sense of it's like you said, Ricky, it. The whole social distancing thing is not going to cure it. It was to slow it down. Now it's our new normal. Wear a mask when you go out. That's fine. I don't care. If they say, if they tell us, hey, listen, we're going to let you guys kind of open things back up, but you need to wear a mask. You still need to be six feet apart from people. Fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. But when I, when I, I had this conversation last night in our, in our house, as a matter of fact, we had protesters down in Olympia on Sunday saying, we're tired of this. Open the, open the economy back up. And there were two different sides to this argument. And my, my point was, is that we don't know what those people are going through. If they, if they will go down to the Capitol on a Sunday and protest something, we don't know what's going on in their lives. Now, sure, probably a quarter of them, Second Amendment rights, I got to do what I got to do. But there's probably 75% of them that are like, man, I'm out of work right now. And and we can't under, some of us can't understand that. And yeah. and so I've seen people post on Facebook. Those people are idiots that went down there. Well, are they though? I mean, I had this we don't conversation. I had this conversation, uh, and I was telling you that day with my dad. Is the other thing the other side of this coin? Because he was like, I can't believe. Good morning, Bob. Would risk lives for the economy, and I'm like, do you realize the economy is tied to mental health across the board? What's happening right now with suicide rates and domestic yeah. violence and all that, like. And historically, what has happened during depressions and recessions with that kind of stuff. So you risk lives there as well. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, the whole you just don't know what people are going through, man. And you don't know uh, what their story is. And, if, you know, it's important to listen. Paul, if Paul's on here, I, I, it's funny. I talk about Paul Carlson because Paul is on the our buddy. Paul is you never know if he's really like believes in what he's saying or he's just trying to piss off the world because he is one of these guys that likes to watch the world burn. And so um, he is fully on the calling everyone an idiot who doesn't want a complete lockdown. But to be fair, and, and my wife pointed this out to me last night, she was, you got to remember, though, that Paul always wants a lockdown. Paul doesn't like anybody. And so, like, he's living in his own personal Disney world right now. Like, they have this earth. So anything he can do to prolong not having to deal with people, money. But, uh, yeah, let's see. What do we got here? Um, Auntie Donna says, welcome to Washington, led by the nation's dumbest governor. The fishing ban is to allow more fish to go to the ocean for the orcas, pandering to the tree huggers and climate change crowd while limiting the workers who finance everyone else with their taxes. Heavy eye roll. Uh, Andrea, that's not how they presented themselves in Oli, though. Too many emotions mixed in. Uh, maybe that's just a Paul thing, <laughs> says Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, it's oh, there's Joe. Joe, how we doing down there in Arizona? Hope you're safe, sweetie. Um yeah, it's um, it's getting interesting. They today the first thing I saw on the local news when I got up and and started dinking around was um, medical experts recommend three more weeks of lockdown after our May fourth whatever. Okay. From like 
three more weeks, May 25th. So goodness gracious. Well, the military uh, stopped moves in, in place right now until the end of June. Yeah, yeah we've got a client that was going to come up here in April and we were going to take a full two days and just go look at houses all over the area. And I reached out to her and she's like, yep, we're we're uh, we're shutting her down until the end of June. So we might be coming up at the end of June to, to do the same thing. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you get it. You're in a military area. We're in a military area. So we're we're not seeing as much inventory going in and out right now because of all the PCS. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're about to get into like heavy PCS season that's right. shut down. So hopefully they're supposed to reevaluate every two weeks. So hopefully we don't get too far into May before they fix it. But here we go. Here goes Paul. Carlson, nope, Paul. For every one percent increase of unemployment, forty thousand people die. Unemployment is tied to everything bad. Divorce. Yeah, see, so Paul, even Paul gets it, even though he doesn't want anybody allowed out of their house ever. Um, if, if Paul, if Paul could make it happen that when he wanted to go to the store, that like he could like hit a button and everyone else had to stay home until he got back, like he would do that just so he didn't have to talk. Well, Paul lives a good life because he also reviews movies and. He gets yeah. copies of movies sent to him before they hit the theaters. So he can watch all these brand new movies at home and then destroy the disc, of course. So yeah. Paul's living his best life right now. Yeah. How, yeah, do, you, yeah. how do you get that gig? I, Good. Right. We had a whole show uh, to, with him on it. If you go back. A couple oh, hook, of, hook me up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't <it's> real estate. <laughs> yeah. My jam right there. Yeah. He, he's good at what he does, too. So. I'll hit him up all the time. It'll be like 1130 at night. And I'm like thinking about a movie. Mm, I'll message him real quick. Hey, what are your thoughts on this? So what we should do, we should just, we should bring back like mystery science theater. And we'll just all, we'll do online movie reviews. We'll just sit here and just talk shit about movies. Yep. Absolutely. Ideas going. So. Paul, make it happen. Paul, do it. Do it. Well, hey, I got a question for you guys. Got a question for the audience here. We've had plenty of time to be stuck at home through all this. What new habit have you started that you're going to take with you once all this lockdown is done? Not showering. You did that before the lockdown. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, real quick um, before we get to that. Um, Matt oh, said, chiming in from the school side, one thing that has been cool is the first things that got shut down were the schools and nowhere – where there's schools having blowups of the spur or spread of the virus. Of course, kids in schools aren't employed there, so it doesn't work the same, but sure is nice that they shut them down quick and apparently it has worked in keeping the area safe. Um, yeah, I mean, and that is a good thing. I mean, as far as like the kids, you know, because kids, honestly, let's be honest, like I got a 14 year old, dude, there's no keeping her and her friends hands off of each other. Like I, you know, I could tell them like literally like, Hey, if you hug that person, you're going to get a new version of air aids and die within a week. And she'd be like, it's worth it. I love her. Like, and give her a hug. And it's like, they don't care. Like they just, they have no regard for life. It's right. I watched them like everything was going on. And some of the schools were like, Hey, no more high fives. And, uh, you know, no more fist bumps. You can do like an elbow tap or something like that. And then I would be at their basketball practice and their arms around each other in the huddle and hugging before they leave. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you guys, like, are you, what did I just say? What did I just say? <laughs> they had to shut down schools. If they didn't shut down uh -oh. schools, 80% of junior high would be dead right now. I'm certain of it. <laughs> so, hey. All right. So, so talking about schools, um, what are you buying into this whole seniors or like, you know, 
just distraught over not having great is, is this like real thing i think so like are, are, are seniors like just gravely depressed over not being able to graduate um a little bit i think i think it's our generation that's making a bigger deal out of it i have not been i'll, I'll go on the record right now and say that this whole in support of our seniors that are grad that can't do their things for graduation this year let me post a picture of my senior year in high school how was that supposed to make them feel better what yeah exactly how does that make them feel better look at me when i got to yeah. graduate look at my glamour shot with my tennis racket do you feel better unreal yeah good lord right uh, I just yeah. I, I hear people that like they want to start fundraising to send them like cards to make them feel better. And I just, you know, mine, my oldest is, is she graduated a couple years ago, but I just don't see her being like, oh, look, I got a card with some confetti in it. I feel so much better. I don't see that helping. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's real or I, you did, um, I, I think I think Rory's on, on, on it. I think it's it's the parents. I don't know. man. It's um, I. We have quite a few uh, friends of ours that have kids that are seniors, and I'm not saying they're they're gravely depressed or anything like that, but they are bummed. Prom, graduation, that kind of oh, stuff, yeah. stuff that they're looking forward to. Um, Ording High School, one of the small towns here, Ording, they actually went around. This was kind of cool. Um, you know, like the real estate signs that you put, uh, you know, like the aluminum poles or whatever, you know, like open house, you stick in the yard. Oh. And so they made those for all the seniors at the high school and went around uh, the staff and put them in their yards. So facing out to everyone, it said like, you know, boarding high school, 2020 graduate with their name on it and stuff. And so it was pretty cool. Kids were posting pictures with them in the front yard and people were driving by honking at them saying congratulations and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know about gravely, uh, depressed, but, um, you know what I think, I think it'll affect them more later in life. Yeah. Like when they won't get to tell stories to their kids about their senior prom or senior skit day or whatever they were, you know, whatever their traditions were. So, yeah. um, you know, my daughter, my middle daughter, she's a junior this year and she was asking me, she was like, you know, what do you think about all this? And I said, yeah, I mean, I get it. It, it sucks. And my oldest daughter graduated from college last year and my middle daughter hopefully will graduate from high school next year. They won't shut things down. So in one instance, as a family, it doesn't affect us, but I, I get it. And I, I guess I, I see some people on here getting ready to, to uh, lock and load on us. Um, I guess I should be more clear in the sense of I'm not saying it's it's not detrimental. I mean, it would really suck. You put all that hard work in and you don't get to go through the the tradition of the ceremonies and the things like that. I get that. That's that sucks. You're never going to get that back. That that really blows. Um, but I think the parents are making a bigger deal out of it. That's what I think it is. And for example, that putting your senior picture on Facebook and support. No, that that's not supporting them. That's that's making them feel even worse. Right. Well, I mean, if, if you remember graduation, like like a couple of years ago when, when my oldest graduated, like you sit through this three hours of calling everyone's name and the kids don't want to be there. They're like, screw this, give my diploma. There's a party I got to get to. Yeah. The parents are sitting there like, oh, my God, how many kids are in this school? And then you get 10, 15 seconds to take some pictures as your kid walks across the stage. Then yep. everyone rushes the, 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 the center, you know, where everyone's trying to find their, their caps if they threw it. You take some frantic photos with family, and then you don't see your kid for like three days because they're gone with their friends because they're finally done with school. Right? Yeah. You know, 
Um, back smelling like a brewery. Yeah. So yeah. You're glad they're alive. Yeah. Full, full of bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, well, yeah. You're right, though. You're spot on. Keep going. Well, I just, you know, I'm like, did, did the kids really like, are they, I think, it, again, agreeing with Rory, I think it's more the parents want that. Oh, look at my baby. I'm so proud. They want that. I think it's us. I don't think it's the kids. I think it's the, Andrea makes a good point in, um, she says for some kids, school is a safe place. Home is not totally. I taught one year um, at, and it was at a, um, it was at a second chance high school where they, the home lives were not, I mean, these kids were hopping couches and all that. So I feel for kids like that, um, that have nowhere to go as it is. Um, but, um, it, uh, you know, I think it's the relationship side, you know, like you said, it's, you're, you're talking about like the senior parties and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's, it kind of spurs the thought in me that it's not necessarily walking across the stage, but it's, it's missing that last few weeks with friends you may never see again in your life. Right. Um, and, and it may not even be hitting them right now as that will hit later. Um, now to think about it though, at our old age fellas, that probably would have been a bigger deal when I graduated high school back in 1998, because literally you graduate high school and you know, 90% of those people you're never going to see again ever. Well, now that's different with social media and all that. Right. Like mm-hmm. I get updates on people. Like I was like, I really didn't need to know what you were doing in life at this point, but rock and roll. Um, here we go. And so it, it maybe it's different now, but um, because they are so connected and will remain connected throughout their lives, um, yeah. unlike any other generation before. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I like I like Donna's comment. What is what is it on say? Please, we don't even do video conferences with my high schoolers until afternoon because they are sleeping. They miss dances and socializing, but the rest not so much. They really don't care. It's the parents romanticizing the whole thing and living through their kids. Yeah. Uh, Matt, the posting you've seen a picture might help in that you show how bad the haircuts and fashion were. And it makes it a good game. <laughs> True story. True story. I, I look I look at mine and I'm like, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna put the butt part out there. Great. No, we're not oh, gonna do that. We're not gonna rough. do that. Yeah. Um, greatest senior skip day ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best senior skip day ever. <laughs> we haven't even asked where we're at. Um, that is true. Even with the lockdown, we have had two kids couch surfing in our home because we are a safe place for them. Yeah, for sure. Social media has changed things. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Social media, right? I mean, it's um, we're kind of uh, Ricky, what year did you graduate high school? Before you. Okay. I'm the young guy here, huh? Yeah, right. no, I was I was 91. 91. Oh, I think it's 92. You look pretty damn good, Rick. Mm-hmm. Boy, look at you. It's like uh, good, like good Puerto Rican blood. Yeah, man. Goodness gracious. Uh, I feel kind of haggard now. Um, but well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like yeah, 98. Like for me, even then it was. Look like you should have- graduate in 88. I know, but bro. Bro, it's real. <laughs> Miami Vice in it. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you can't. Uh, I got the Christian Slater hair. It makes sense, dude. Um, we didn't have internet in our house when I graduated high school. You know what I'm saying? Like in '98. Like I can remember getting internet in our house. I think right either right at the tail end of high school or like right after I graduated or something like that. 
And I, I can remember sitting up like all hours of the night on Napster, downloading songs, at, you know, Napster. on good Lord, you know, you get 12 songs in a night. It was the greatest thing ever. Um, and, you know, and how much did that piss you off when you, when you download the song and then come to find out it's like poor quality. <clears throat> oh, it was the worst dude. Or it wasn't what it said it was. It was some D bag, you know, <laughs> talking about his views on the government. I'm like, I don't care, man. I was trying to get a dropkick Murphy song, bro. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, well, there's there's all to make us feel old. Class of '85, go Oli. Oh, Oli, huh? All right, Paul. All right. So '91, huh, Rick? I would not forget. '91. Yeah, we uh we graduated. Uh, were state champs, and it was the same year that the Giants won. Oh, that's oh. right. No so more cells. So, so the our state champ rings were were made by the same people. That was the rumor, anyways. That was what we were told by the coach. Just go with it. Go with it. <laughs> Why aren't ours as cool looking? Uh, right. Uh, Nathan was in the Gulf in '91. Dang, I'm feeling old. Nate, big Nate. Yeah. Gosh. Hey, man. Nate. Uh, is Nate that old? Auntie Donna. What? Are, I don't know. That's my. That's my wife's cousin. Are we talking and, about big Nate over in Parkland? Yeah, dude. Big Nate. Ninety-one. Yeah. He was in the Gulf of Night. Wow, I wouldn't have expected him to be that old. Nathan lives by his own rules, man. Oh, and, he's a dude. And always had. Let me tell you about the first time I met Nate. So I had only heard rumors and stories, right? And Nathan is like my size. He's a big six-six guy. And it's early on. My wife and I, you know, it's like 10, 11 years ago. And I'm just hearing stories about about her cousin Nate, who's like brilliant, extremely smart, um, but wants nothing to do with like anybody, you know, like telling him what to do or how he should do things. Always like, you know, if he was like on track for something and then someone said, Oh, that's a great idea. He'd be like, Oh, got to do something different. Like I can't go with what anybody else thinks is a good idea. Um, and dude, dudes lived a, lived a life. And so anyway, it's a Christmas thing. I, I think it was a Christmas thing. And I'm, I'm everyone, Rachel kept telling me like, wait till you meet Nathan. Wait till you meet Nathan. And I'm like, why? She was because you guys are going to be kindred spirits. You guys are <laughs> cut from the same cloth. This is going to work. And I'm like, all right. So we get there and I walk into the kitchen. And of course, there's Big Nate. And, um, you know, we're like these two monsters in the kitchen, this in Auntie Donna's kitchen. And he's eating cheese dip on on a on a chip, like the dip that he made. That's just chronic. So freaking good. And um, he looks around for a minute. I've been there for maybe two minutes. He hasn't introduced himself nothing family's doing their whole thing at this point in his life he's living in his camper on the side of the house right he's he's got his um his fifth wheel out there he looks around for two minutes doesn't even know my name or who i am and he he just looks around and goes man i can't do this crap you want to go drink with me and i'm like yes <laughs> we walk out to his camper and he's got shots lined up whiskey like let's do this this is the only way we're getting through this and i'm like by the way i'm luke you must be nathan all right we're, we're gonna- there we go. That was, my, uh, that was my first Nathan moment. There you go, Auntie Donna. So, yeah. The pride the pride she must be feeling in her family right now. Just swelling up. So I think she's okay. I think she thought that story was going to go somewhere else. Yeah, she might have. Yeah. And there are some other ones that would go somewhere else. So, we yeah. saved those stories for the after party. We kept that relatively PG. So. <laughs> oh man, we gotta get Nathan on the show. That would be a good one. Gosh, 
Oh, man. <laughs> you want to talk about tinfoil hat? So. Oh, that could be a good one. <laughs> All right. So. Well, what other world problems can we serve? Can we solve? Uh, I don't know. We did pretty good today. I mean, we 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 solved the seniors' problems. We we <laughs> the epidemic problem. You know, we we covered sports. We covered you know Florida. I mean, we've done a lot today. So I mean, in in an hour, I mean, I, this whole political thing is pretty easy. I don't know what the politicians' problems are. Oh, dude. Everyone's got an agenda, bro. That's the problem. Everyone's got an agenda. Um, see, he's been on radio shows, and if you do, censor button. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he has been on radio shows. Um, he's that guy you're watching TV sometime, and all of a sudden you see him in the background. You're like, hey, <laughs> he's, that's, that's my cousin with the shirt off in the background in the middle of winter. <laughs> what, what is he doing? So, um, so, hey, real quick, I'm curious. So you're, you're originally New York from, from New York, yeah. <laughs> New York from? Yeah. Um, English is tough. Yeah, yeah no. So my, I told you I was drinking last night. My my dad uh, was raised in New York. Okay. Um, he moved to New York when he was little, like three or four years old. Um, but he was Air Force. So I was actually I, I was born in Holland, raised in England, and I moved here when I was fifteen. Really? Mm-hmm. And then, so you uh, and you moved to Florida when you were fifteen? Yeah, from from the UK. Oh, gotcha. Why don't you have like a, a a cooler accent, bro? Because when I got here at 15, I was the new guy from Australia, which all <laughs> all the yeah, just fucking Florida people—they don't know the difference between British and Australian. <laughs> new guy from Australia, you know. So all the all the girls dug it. I mean, oh, you're the new guy from Australia. Say something. Say something. And the, just the, go with it. The guy, the guy, the guys did not appreciate it. So. The first two weeks were pretty rough, and I was like, all right, this is way too much attention for me. Um, and then, you know, the South is pretty strong. I mean, you say y'all and fixing, and, you know, it's it, it doesn't take long before you you lose it. But, um, but yeah, no, the accent went quick. Like, probably within the first year, the accent was gone. Wow. And then, you know, as soon as I joined the Navy, I went to California. So then I was dudes and bros and, you know. And so, so now people are like, where are you from? Like. <laughs> So I, I, get, I get a little bit of you know coffee and dog from up there, and I'm bros and fixing, and they're like, "What is this?" Yeah, but yeah, it's weird. The dude bros is my people. That's funny you mention that because I was um, when I was studying uh, when I was in college studying English, we had to write a um, we had to write a piece on our language, like what our language is. Yeah. And I was thinking about like where I had lived, like okay, growing up on a lake in Washington, and then being. And being very much in the uh, the wakeboarding, kneeboarding, and that's kind of a dude bro culture. Um, but then also being like a fisherman and then hunting and outdoors guy and all that. And then you join the military, which is own language. And I get dropped into California and all that. And I'm like, you muddle all that together and you, you come out with this like militant dude bro from the backwoods. And it's, um, you know, no one knows what you're talking about half the time. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The military itself, right, is its own language. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. talk different with, like, our buddy David Quantrell. Him and I will be on the phone. And I'll talk different with him, or, you know, he'll talk different with me because we understand the stupid acronyms and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, yeah. There it is, Lake Brat, Attagirl. Um, so, yeah, it gets, uh, it gets weird. But, um, all right. And then you did, Magruder, how do you solve the problem of teenage girls wanting to wear booty shorts? <laughs> 
Oh, just next week. Just just blame TikTok and move on. Yeah, that's our guess. <laughs> that's our guess next week. Yeah, everything teenagers do wrong, just blame TikTok and let it go. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, China. I actually have to blame TikTok for everything Rory does wrong too. That's where we're at in our. Uh, are you, you're not on TikTok, are you? Or are you? Oh, he's on TikTok. I was on TikTok at the beginning of the quarantine, but I've since literally removed it from my phone. So. <laughs> But it, it's funny. Have you seen? Have you guys seen the quarantine bingo sheet? Like, there's all these different things that you have to do during quarantine, and one of them was create an account on TikTok. And I'm like, yep, yep, I did that. <laughs> did you? Did you? Were you trying to use it? Did you post content, or were you just watching? Oh, yeah, yeah I, I posted stuff, but it wasn't good. It was just trying to Dude, figure it out. You got to find it. I would wake up in the morning and I'd have like four or five TikTok messages from this guy. I don't even have a TikTok account. Like he's forwarded me, and I'm like, what is this? guy doing at two in the morning on TikTok? And I'm like, you're giving China all your secrets. Go to bed, bro. Like, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's going to be the next big thing that you bring it up. Like everybody is on Facebook taking those stupid, qu- those quizzes and everything. Yep. Like there's going to be a mass credit. Like every- everyone's credit is stolen now. I mean, it, it's, it's, that's going to be a big thing coming. I guarantee it. Cause oh. I've seen, I've seen so many smart people, fall victim to those ridiculous online quizzes. It's yeah. insane. Every time I see one, I'm like, oh, please stop doing that. Oh, dude. It's What's your mother's maiden name? What's your dog's name? What's your favorite <laughs> color? What do you like? Really? What's, what's the name of your best friend, your childhood best friend? Yeah. What's your name you grew up on? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> These are the same questions the credit union asks me when I have to verify my identity. Like, yeah. don't you do this? And then two weeks later, they're like, someone hacked my account. Really? No, no, they didn't hack it. You literally gave them all the information they needed. There was no hacking involved. Like they just logged in. Yeah. Uh, Pamela, Pamela, I am not cool enough for TikTok. That's why I got on there. Yeah. There's a TikTok is upset the apple cart. TikTok is devil's play. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. I I mean, did you see the video with uh, with Gary Vee and that one girl that's on there that's like running TikTok right now? Mm-hmm. You see, no, I mean, it was a pretty good interview, but I mean, she's up like 40 or 50 million followers now. I mean, like every time she posts, she makes like more than we make in a year. It's ridiculous. I don't, um, I don't uh, put the tinfoil hat on really ever, but I will put it on for TikTok and remind you all that TikTok is a Chinese owned, Chinese based company. And the Chinese law requires that all media, all social media that's posted or whatever through any sites owned, operated, used in China, whatever, has to be filed, stored, and reported to the national government. So just saying, put that out there. Do what you want with it. I'm Hi, not President Xi. How you doing? Good to see yeah. you. This not, never mind. That's okay. Mark Zuckerberg owns my DNA, so what do I care? No, Zuckerberg can have it. At least he's... <laughs> He's American. He can have it. Yeah. <laughs> Zucks is. I, although I haven't been put in Facebook jail, so me and Zucks are cool right now. But, uh, see, still down to do the games quizzes. It is nothing but fat gathering system. You're an idiot. <laughs> if you give them your info so they can rip you off. Time to learn Chinese, says Auntie Donna. Yeah. It's, uh... <sighs> like, I wonder how many TikTok people are like stars in China and they don't even know it. They took a vacation and people are like, oh, hey, we know you. <laughs> No, not doing it. Ain't doing it. I don't know. All right, there, Ricky. How many kids you got? 
I got three. How old are they? Uh, I got one turning 20. I got a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old. got a 20-year-old? Well, and she's you, about, about to be in, in June. You could be like a great-grandfather. Unbelievable, dude. That's uh, that's crazy. What is she doing? No, 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 no. no. Let's not let's not even play around with grand. <laughs> We're not having that conversation. What, what does she do? What does the oldest do? Uh, right now she sits her ass at home because she got furloughed. So, oh man, yeah. TikTok, yep. See, there we go. Preach, Luke. TikTok is a Chinese backdoor. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Luke you know what? The backdoor. <laughs> what, to me, uh, TikTok what is, is a, a TikTok is a gateway into Luke putting on his tinfoil hat. That's what it is to me. Man, nope. Yeah, nope. yep. You, you're wearing it, buddy. Oh, dude. I'm wearing it with facts. Facts behind it. There's no hypothesizing. <laughs> Is that what the models are showing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if your social security number was money, how much would you have? Got a boy, Jordan. I did that not boy. see that one. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's funny. That's that awesome. <laughs> oh, um, so the 20-year-old, what does she usually, what does she do for work? She, uh, she works at resorts. Oh, she does. Every, I mean, it's, it's, I'm telling you, that's our market. It's, it's restaurants, yeah. retail, resorts, or military. And then yeah. us realtors. <laughs> and then you. And then, uh, Auntie, Auntie Donna says, Luke has facts while Rory has stock in tin foil. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> oh man, my kids did a hilarious TikTok the other night. I monitor my daughter's account, dude. You have to monitor everything the kids are doing. I'm telling you, they're just like, it, you know, these kids. Yeah, kids. Mine are my my two younger ones are all about YouTube and Xbox. Can you imagine, fellas, for a minute? Can you imagine yourself as a teenager <laughs> with the social media that we have now, like? I remember when AIM came out, the instant messenger, you know, and it's funny because um, my daughters watched um, my two oldest. They watched Napoleon Dynamite a couple of weeks ago for the first time. And there's that scene where Kip is on the computer and he's like, don't be jealous because I've been up talking to babes all night online or whatever. And I'm like, that was pretty much like me at like 1920, right? You're like, <laughs> you're, you know, and you're like your, your buddies are on there too. You're like, hey, dude, check out this chick I'm talking to. Like, and I'm like, I can't imagine. If we had uh, this access when we were teenagers, man, it would not have been used for good. I, I uh, when when that was going on, we were we were in college. Uh, we were freshmen or sophomores in college, and and so I took and created a, a fake account to spoof my buddies. Oh and yeah! I, I took a picture from like the Perfect Ten magazine, like a headshot of this chick, and made, yes. made a profile, and I started messaging one of my friends. Dude, that is classic. So wrong, but I had oh, he, he went out. He was like gonna go meet her for a date because he he'd been talking to her. And I was like, <laughs> so then I showed the magazine. I was like, does this look like the girl? He was like, oh my god, she's a perfect ten model. I'm like, no, she's dude, a, she's a fake account, bro. Pull it together, dude. Pull it together. He was so far down the dream. Oh, oh man. Oh man! I mean, that's, that's what bros do. But man, could you imagine how he must have felt? I mean, he's just like on cloud nine, and all of he a sudden, was pissed. <laughs> he was pissed. What was uh, what was that linebacker from Notre Dame? What was uh, did, oh. uh oh, what was he got catfished? You know, like, like two. You know what I'm talking about? It yeah, was, yeah. 
We know that poor guy. That poor guy. People were just like raking him into the coals, and I'm like, all right, that's like 80 percent of of dude his age. <laughs> like it would have been like, yeah, dude, <laughs> totally. I had buddies that had like the worst name, like, and this one, if he ever gets on here, and I, I would love for him to actually see this, his AIM name because he was trying to impress the chicks was Much Girth. Oh god, that was it. Much Girth. <laughs> Like, dude, come on now. Oh, I'd be, I'd be dead, unhirable, and completely world famous if there was social media <laughs> at Belfair High School. Oh man, it would be better. Oh, there it is. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed my childhood of, you know, getting up, riding my bike to my buddies, taking a soccer ball, going playing, taking off into the woods and building forts and just climbing trees and and nothing. Yeah. I mean, I would, I, would yeah. come, I would run back in the house. I'm home. Nobody gave a shit. And, you know, <laughs> it was like, you know, you'd be gone all day. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. I, oh, I, I tell the story all the time, you know, now I mean, my mom has passed and my dad is on social. But when I was a kid in, in the part of England where I lived um, in the southeast, it was a real short bike ride, like down to the port. And you could hop on a ferry and go across to Brussels. So we would ride our bikes down. We save up our lunch money all week, ride our bikes down, buy a ticket, and we'd be in Belgium, like kids on bikes, like just like, yeah, let's go see what's riding around another Crossing country. country yeah, nobody yeah. knew, nobody cared. Like you came home on time, you know, you throw your bikes on the train. Hey, we're home. Hey, what you do today? Oh, we just went riding our bikes. Yeah, we had um, we had woods around us for you know as far as yeah, I could see, miles and miles and miles, and we're on the lake, and it was. During the summer, you'd hop on your boat in the morning and you'd be, you know, your little dinghy or whatever with your outboard engine on it. And you'd be cruising all over with your friends, dock to dock or whatever. Or you'd have your BB gun running through the woods. You know, you'd leave it in the morning at zero nine or whatever. And, you know, you wouldn't come back until it was dark. Your parents didn't even care. They didn't even know. Like, yep. I tell stories about things that happened in my childhood. My dad's like, when did that happen? I'm like, you remember that one? Never mind. Like, it was like, you had no idea. But yeah, that happened. Yeah. Um, you just yeah, be out you, in the woods like all day. I'm gonna fool me. Yeah, you leave in the morning. I mean, I I get up early. You know, I was gone early. Like my luckily, my grandmother who yeah. I, I live with mostly because my my mom was an ER nurse, worked crazy hours. My dad was always stationed overseas in the military. But so my grandmother was up early cooking breakfast. So I get me a bacon sandwich and I'm out the door by like seven, knocking on people's doors. Can Adam play? And we'd round up five or ten guys and we'd be gone all day. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. That is that must be something yeah. with our generation and older, because like when I would go visit my mom in the summertime down in California, she lived in Southern California. I'd hop on her bike and I would just just go. She lived in Camarillo, which is just a little bit south of Oxnard in uh, Ventura. And here I am like a, a sixth grader, not don't know anything about California other than I'm just going all over the place. And and back in 2016 yeah. when we were coming back from disneyland i stopped in camarillo to kind of just kind of retrace some of the the areas i would ride the bike uh -huh. and i'm just thinking to myself there's no way in hell i would let my children do what i did when i was that age no way whatsoever and then yeah. and when my mom moved up to the bay area she lived on treasure island uh it was still a, a military housing at the time treasure island and she worked in the city and she'd be like yeah here's some money go ahead and catch the bus head on into the city of San Francisco, you know, just be safe, watch yep. your brother and sister. And, and I'm, again, I'm like, I'm an eighth grader and my brother is a fourth grader and my sister is like a, a, a first grader. 
just just be safe. What? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean that was Dude, that I was can remember old childhood. I I was um I think I was eleven. I was like eleven or twelve, maybe, and uh Forrest Cooper, uh Dan Orris, myself, and uh my buddy Justin. We decided we wanted to do uh, our own like stand by me. So my dad literally like lets us get our gear. He drops it. He, we climb in the back of the pickup truck. Rory, you know the railroad tracks. If you're taking Mason Lake and you're going up towards Highway Three and you pass those railroad tracks, and then there was that BP on the right, that old gas station. I don't know if you yep. know if you know that area. Yeah. Yep. So my, my dad dropped us off of those railroad tracks. Like we were going to search for a dead body somewhere, and we walked <laughs> down those tracks. We walked, dude, we're like 11, 12 years old. We walked down those tracks for miles until we found a place on the, the Mason River out there and camped for a couple days and then walked our way back out and like walked to a payphone and called my dad and said, come pick us up. Like, and I'm like, can you imagine? Like, and in my mind now, I'm like, was my dad crazy? Like, but I mean, he's, you know, he's like, whatever, it'll be fine. Um, yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Paul says I'd leave in the morning, come back at night. And my parents would be like, oh, you were gone. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's how, how it was. I mean, we would. We would, you know, sometimes we go to a, like, we'd, we'd figure out like whose parents had the best lunch. We'd like, oh, let's go to your place and get lunch. And then, you know, we go yeah. back. I mean, we've gone all day. And like I said, it was always the come back when the street lights come on. That was it. As long as you were home by dark, yeah. nobody cared. You know? Yeah. That's not the world we live in anymore. No, so. I got all my, my kids are chipped. I took them down to the vet and got them chipped <laughs> and uh, got their asses on low jack, you know? Like, <laughs> you can't. Can't take any chances, man. All these crazy people. If they're gone for two minutes outside of the front yard, like I'm grabbing my gun and hitting the street. It's oh, yeah. hey, your battery's on 85%. Charge it now. I don't want to lose connection with you. <laughs> uh it's it's a different world, man. Different world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maddie will be Maddie will be somewhere and I'll text her and be like, Oh, you're at such and such. She's like, How do you know? And I'm like, Don't worry about it. But uh just know that you don't go anywhere without me knowing where you're at. I've got eyes so. everywhere. Yep. I, yeah. I got the same so. with uh, Kaylee as well. Uh, Kaylee. Now, here's the funny thing. On the flip side, uh, I came back from a long walk one day and, and I said, oh, yeah, I walked all the way down to Sonic. And then I went back that way and came through this way. And my wife goes, yeah, we know. And I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> oh, yeah. And Kaylee goes, because, Dad, I can see what you're doing, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with it, though, because they, they've got they're they're occupied. Like I said, they're on YouTube all day long. So. They're not watching what I'm doing. They don't That's care. good. That's good. <laughs> they don't care what dad's doing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. It's different times, fellas. Different times. It so, sure is. So, I, um, are you guys, uh, when are you guys coming to Florida? Anytime soon? Oh, dude, I'd love to come to Florida. I'd love to come to. When was the last time I was down there? I was in Orlando. See, everyone goes to Orlando. Well, I, it was because the company I was working for, they did a trade show, of course, in Orlando. Oh. And so I was there. That's been a man. That's been a long time. It's been 11 years, I think, 11, 12 years. Yeah. Well, yeah, they so grab the family and come down here to the beach where, where I am and get, oh, your, I little, get your little house. Oh. Super chill. Well, hey, Ricky just lives right down the road from our buddy uh, Neil. Neil and Caitlin. Oh, Neil Hole? Yeah. Yeah, they live over there in Pensacola. It's a uh, military oh, okay. family. We helped them sell their house up here, and they they came down. I'd love to come down there. I, I, we need to get like some SPF five thousand for pits. So we can just <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a true story. Yeah, <laughs> it is. 
You go down to the water, you come back 10 minutes later, and just his beard is laying there. I'll like, just have a little worry. Yeah. People do it all the time. They come down here and they'll they'll wait until noon. And yeah. I've seen I've I've seen people put like um they put baby oil on and head to the I'm like, what are you doing? Like yeah. you want some Crisco? Like you just you know. <laughs> Crisco and then it, and then they come back like three hours later and they're just bright red and they can't move. And they've oh, got a yeah. week of vacation left and they, they have to stay inside the entire week of miserable. Inside in a, in a vinegar and tomato juice bath. Yeah. Juice Look, Donna, Donna knows Orlando is not Florida. Yeah, that's the only place that I've been um, in Florida is is Orlando. And that was just for the trade show. I'm trying to think if I was there when I was in the military on the East Coast. I, we talked a lot about driving down and we never did. Um, but I don't, I don't think I ever got down there. So, um, dude, I'd love to head out there. That'd be fun, man. Gather up, roll out. So, well, there was supposed some... to be uh, there was supposed to be something in Orlando this week that got uh, canceled. The EXP shareholder meeting. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go anyways. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We gotta try and get you to Vegas. We gotta get you to Vegas with with Brome and now with Mathweg and. And uh, it didn't happen this year. Wall and everybody. Oh my gosh. We're can... only missing a couple. I know. Yeah. It ain't happening this year. I bet you EXPCon is canceled or moved. It'll be virtual. Yeah, yeah. it'll be virtual. So just like Inman and everything else. Just dip Rory in a vat of 100 percent sunscreen. Hey, yeah. I can tell you this, Auntie Donna. When I was visiting my mom back in 87, 88 down in Southern California. I had no idea what suntan oil was. <laughs> Fourth of July. We're on the beach, Port Wainimi. Beautiful, beautiful day. I'm all lathered up in uh, suntan oil, not knowing what the frick I'm doing. <sighs> Twelve hours later, Pitts boy's got second-degree burns on his shoulders. Oh, it was brutal. So, yeah, dip me, yeah. dip me in SPF 5000. <laughs> Where he'll be that guy on the beach with like the white calf high socks. Yeah, I'll be completely white. <laughs> yeah, he's got the rash guard on down to the all the way down on the wrists. Yep. Uh, I big, old, there. big old brim hat, big glasses. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So well, thing uh, when everything opens back up, if we got people that want to move down to your area. How do they get in touch with you? What what are the different ways they can get in touch with you? Um, they, I mean, I'm everywhere on social media. Just find, find me on Facebook is the easiest thing because yeah. at least then at least then we can chat. We can do a video chat. You know, um, usually what I do for people because again we do a lot of like second homes, investment homes. People aren't really moving here; they're just buying property. So if any of your people are looking to invest. Um, just hit me, hit me up on Facebook because then I can go down to the beach. I'll do a, a video for you, show what it's all about. And that way you guys can come down here, check it out before you buy. But but yeah, check out the beach. I put a link in there to, to 38, which is the beach is just south of me, about 20 minutes south. Um, that's where you want to be. So, But they've got condos, houses, townhouses, whatever you want down there on the beach. Perfect. So yeah, unless you're military. If you're military and PCS, I'm going to hook you up too. But we do a lot, a lot of investment homes. Outstanding. Send him to Ricky G. We tried to send, didn't we try to send Neil and yeah, Caitlin to Ricky? He's a little too far over. Pensacola is a different association that I'm not a member of. So, oh, okay. so my territory starts just this side of Pensacola and goes all the way down to Panama City Beach. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Nice. Yep. Nice. Oh, Wanaka throwing in the uh, throwing in the wave. 
Again, I don't know if he's been yeah, here the whole time. He came out at the beginning and came back on the end. Just look at that profile yeah. picture of him. He looks so presidential. That's because yeah. he, he's a he's a nar shill. <laughs> he's a company man. Look at him. I know. He's got all his got all his pins on his lapel and everything. Yeah, you may be fooling the you may be fooling the constituents up there in New York. You ain't fooling us there, Wanaka. So. <laughs> We know who you are. Now, did you guys hear that George was complaining because he didn't get a graphic for his uh, show appearance? Saw that, yeah. Man, but you know what? That's what he does. That's why he has a show called The Gripe Session. He just gripes and bitches about everything. <laughs> and everything. we love everything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> hey, from New York, man. This is the... Staten Island. Yeah, Staten, Staten Island, yeah. Yeah, I said Long Island the other day, and he corrected me really quick. So apparently, there's a turf war out there between the two islands. Long Island yeah. doesn't want him. <laughs> <laughs> the longest and strongest. That's where my family lives at. We don't want <laughs> the longest and strongest. <laughs> oh man, I'm yeah. more entertaining than this guy. I can't listen to an hour worth of this guy. I'm <laughs> oh lord. Oh, Wanaka. Well, I think we covered the gambit, man. We, I think uh, so. I mean, Rory's been out of coffee for about 20 minutes now. I, yeah. Dude, you know me too well. <laughs> I know yeah. mine. Mine is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're done. That's it. Show's over. Yeah. Are done. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. man. Good chat with you guys. Thank yeah, you, man. sir. Thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. At least it was for me. I can't can't say the same thing for the rest of you guys. Um, did, right. we, did we have people watch like the whole time? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. We is uh, is she still on here? Yeah. Is our is our president of the fan club still on here? Renee Shepard. Yeah, she said something a minute ago, so I'm pretty sure she is. So yeah, it's it's awesome. And I mean, even when we're not in this quarantine time, we have people that watch the entire show, and it's like, you guys are amazing. Because yeah. I don't know if I can watch an hour of myself. I sure as heck can't watch an hour of Luke. So. Right. People that watch us, it's like you guys are saints because I'm I'm just narcissistic enough to get here. <laughs> my my wife will walk in the living room. She goes, she's like, "Are you watching yourselves?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm like, doing." No, yeah, <laughs> that's what you're talking about. The guy just looks. Well, like I, I mean, I used to watch Rory back in the day when he did the caffeinated realtor thing. I mean, I was I used to love that show. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, awesome. downhill from there. That every, was before I even knew you. Every you know? morning, that's a lot of Rory first thing in the morning every day. Let me tell you what. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. It's a lot for me. <laughs> imagine, imagine what Christy goes through. Good desperation. Uh, <laughs> a saint. So I've seen people mention day drinking a lot in your feed. I mean, is that like a trend? <laughs> If, if they follow your, your show, does, does everyone start day drinking? Is that just these what are, happens? These are our people, all right? <laughs> <laughs> these are our people. We all have our, we all have our, uh, our demographic, and the day drinkers is definitely our demographic. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice. That's awesome. Well, I, can't, I can't drink for about another 20, 20 days, I think. I, I started a 30-day trying to be good. All right. So I got like right. 20 days left, I think. And then I'm going to have a nice big glass of scotch, I think. Oh, there we go. Got Pam says, hello, follow Renee. Gets you out of the norm. Renee watches this when she's at work. I love that. That's like my favorite. You're so, talking language of the scotch. That guy. 
What's that? Oh, scotch. Whew. Boy, howdy. <laughs> There's a, so, so the, here's what you got to do. So for you guys, when you come to visit me, you've got to come in, I think it's February for the, uh, the 30A wine festival. Oh, okay. But the first day of the wine festival is the bourbon beer and butts. And it's just one night, but they have live music and they have barbecue places from all over the Southeast come and, and set up shop and, and cook barbecue. And then they have all of the distilleries bring all their bourbon and whiskeys. Perfect. That's the jam. All Perfect. right. We got to get that on the schedule there. Weaver. I got a, I got a guy down in the, now obviously a different part of Florida again, but Miami. Um, he's, uh, he's from Cuba originally. Shocker. Yeah. I know. Weird. <laughs> weird. Oh, really? Um, but anyway, yeah, he's a cigar roller and uh, amazing. And he actually sends me cigars. He mails them up to me. And uh, we brought him up here a few years back for an event. And um, gosh, he did the Republican National Convention a couple of years, a few years ago, um, rolling cigars for all the politics. He's phenomenal. But uh, I'll to have him ship some cigars to us and then we'll go have some bourbon. And oh, man, goodness. Great. I may not come back. So, yeah, I can't, I, can't do, I can't do the cigar thing. I have asthma, so I'm I'm a high risk person right now. But but you I, like I roll the dice. Hmm? Roll the dice once in a while, man. You gotta live dangerously. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Pass on that one. That's funny. <clears throat> but yeah, man, we'll get All you guys right, down. Guys. We'll do some bourbon beer and bus together. We'll show you the beaches and uh, love it. We'll, uh, we'll give you the tour. And anybody love else it, who it. wants to come, you guys are welcome to. Oh, I bet you anybody would come down would be Paul. Paul would definitely come down. He's got the means and the and, and the, yeah. the motivation to head down there. Drive the Kugulants all which, the way down. Which Paul? Paul the movie guy or, or the other no, Paul? Paul Tweedle. Paul T. No, Paul Carlson ain't going to go visit you in Florida. No. God, he hates Florida. So He barely leaves the sidewalk. Florida's like his third favorite uh, thing to pick on. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we give plenty of, of ammunition, you know, there's lots of yeah. content to talk shit about Florida. <laughs> to be fair, too, to be fair, Paul is um, 100% Native American. And I think Native Americans are his number one demographic to pick on. So, um, but, but that's one of those things where he's like, hey, I can do it. So, it's, uh, <laughs> you can't say that, but I can. Number two is the Seattle Mariners. So, we got. Yeah. We got his demographic, Seattle Mariners, and Florida in that order. Absolutely. Absolutely. So nice. All right, fellas. We oh, should yeah. uh, let the kids out, get this thing over with. So oh, nine minutes. That's solid. Paul said he'll coming on. Bourbon and, <laughs> butts. Yeah, bourbon and butts. Yeah, yeah, bourbon and buzz, not or. You don't have to choose. You can have both. You can have both. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It was nice chatting with yeah. you again. Um, and uh, yeah, let's do it again. Right on. Take care, Ricky. Be safe, bud. All right. Thanks, guys. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs> End of line.